Today, I will be chatting with a past guest of the show that dates back to season two. Hey, you guys, it's Randy Holsey with Backstage Pass Radio. Today will be a follow-up interview with an artist that has sold over 10 million records worldwide and has a brand new record that went on sale yesterday. We're going to chat about Striper's latest album called The Final Battle, and we'll hear all about it from the one and only Michael Sweet when we return. This is Backstage Pass Radio, the podcast that's designed for the music junkie with a thirst for musical knowledge. Hi, this is Adam Gordon, and I want to thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you like, subscribe, and turn alerts on for this and all upcoming podcasts. And now, here's your host of Backstage Pass Radio, Randy Halsey. Michael, what's going on, buddy? It's good to see you again. Good to see you, too. I am here uh, getting ready to hit the road. We're going out to do the Kiss Cruise and uh, do some whiskey dates out in L.A., and uh, we're building a house. So, you know, I'm I'm living in two different worlds right now. It's nice. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you're, uh, you're keeping it going for sure, and that's good to hear. I think it's been almost a year since you were on my show, but it's great to have you back. And you got a new record out. And uh, first of all, before we jump into the record, I just wanted to briefly ask you, how's the eye doing, man? I don't see the eye patch like you had on last time. So is it is it healing good for you? No problems? What's going on with it these days? It is so far so good. And I'm hoping and believing and praying that it stays that way. I had my third surgery three months ago. And my eye did not like that third surgery. I'll tell you that right now. They had to put a lens on the outside of my cornea and my eyes still saying no really? you know, wow. to that. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's, very sensitive to touch and I just got to be real careful. But he did that to keep it away from the retina so it wouldn't detach again. And we're all hoping it does it, you know. And I'm, I'm doing pretty good right now, good. actually. Good. I can kind of see out of it a little bit, and it's not terrible, and uh, it's going to improve. Well, I'm glad to, to hear that it's on the men, hopefully, and that makes 100% or close to 100% recovery. Man, I mean, I can see your, I can see your shirt right there. That it, It's a yellow shirt, right? <laughs> it's red. No. Oh, <laughs> okay, so the surgery didn't work. <laughs> uh, well, so the final battle was released, I think, yesterday, correct, on Frontiers Records. And I don't know if you count these albums out, but I think, if my math is right, this might be close to the 18th LP that Stripers put out. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, that could be right. Uh, I, I thought it might have been a little more than that, but it could be right. But in terms of studio albums, I think it's our 14th. Okay. Like actual studio, studio albums. Okay. You know, just the fact that we're still able to produce and release music that people want to hear and that they seem legitimately excited about is really cool, man. You're talking about almost 40 years after the fact. We formed in 83, and here we are in 2022. We're knocking on 40's door, and it blows my mind every time I think about it. Yeah, and the amazing thing is you don't look a day over 45. That's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like my age is catching up with me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and more so based on just life. Yeah. Um, 
we, our lives are a blur, you know, we're just go, 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 go. We never have time to chill or have facials or hang out in a spa for, you know, a day. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm pushing 60 and I'll take what I got. You know, I, I feel like I'm in relatively good shape. And isn't that kind of funny how the, the head and the heart says I can do all these things that I did 35 years ago, but the old body just says, whoa, whoa, hang on a second. We're not going to go there. Totally. It's funny. We really realize it as, as a band, as musicians, when, you know, management says, Hey, can you guys do four in a row and you'll be traveling to those four shows by minivans? And, and I say, no problem. (laughs) And then we get out there and by the third show and we're getting in the van again, that's when I'm going, what was I thinking? Why did I read this? Absolutely. You had a record out called Even the Devil Believes, and I think that it was released a a couple of years ago, back in 2020. Was all the material on the final battle written after that record, or is this material that you've kind of you've you've kind of been compiling over the years, even before that record that made it onto this one? Can you speak a little bit about that? I'll tell you exactly what happened. No, it's not material that I had. Basically what happened was I had my rent. I was down in Florida. Uh, we sold our house. We bought an RV, traveled down to Florida. We were hanging out, chilling down there. And uh, my goal was when I got back from Florida to write the album. And that was in November last year. And my retina detached while I was down there. So that changed plans. Came home. I had to go in for emergency surgery. And when I came out of surgery, I had to lay down on a table for two weeks in a chair, a special chair and on a table for two weeks. I couldn't raise my head up. It was very important to keep the retina attached. So once I rose up from that two week period, I went and wrote the album, went into my studio, started working on a song a day. And that's what it took. And as I wrote a song, I'd send it to the guys and then do another one, send it to the guys until there were 11 songs. And that was it. Wow. About two weeks after that process, my retina redetached. I had to lay down two weeks again. And literally to the day when I got off of the table, we were driving to Spirit House Studios to record the album. That's crazy. And it's crazy that the retina detached multiple times, right? If, the, if once wasn't bad enough, you know, it did it again, yeah. right? Yeah, the reason why mine detached multiple times and could it's susceptible to detachment again is because my I was a worst case scenario. My retina had six tears in it in the wall. So because of all the tears, they didn't have a fresh slate to start from. Gotcha. And they had to literally cut away part of my retina and remove part of it. So I've got peripheral blindness in my upper peripheral vision up here. It looks like someone took a Sharpie and drew a black line across the top part of my eye. And I've gotten used to that, but you know, that's, that's permanent. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just, my eye was as pretty much as bad as it gets. Well, we talked about it uh, the last time you were with me and we won't, won't go down a rabbit hole, but we said, luckily the eye that, that detached for a guitarist was actually the best eye for, for detachment, right? Because the way you look at the, the neck of the guitar, has that improved any, or are you still having some issues there? Is it all, are you playing all feel or are you actually able to see the fretboard? 
I still have issues. Uh, it's my right eye and I'm, I'm, I play right-handed. So I have to look at my, to my left side. So you're right about that. That's the best case scenario, but I still have issues, man. And when I go out and play live every night's a struggle for me, uh, in terms of guitar, uh, what happens with me in, it's because of my retina being cut away is when I turn to my right really fast. And then I turn to my left really fast. I see two guitar necks for about two seconds and it, everything gets shaken up. Yeah. And that really messes with my head on stage. It really, I cannot get used to it other than just keep my head in one position and don't move. So if you come to a striper show, you will notice I'm not moving nearly as much as yeah. I used to. You know, what's interesting about you saying that is my, my son-in-law was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And some years back, we went out to a, a baseball field locally and, and he was hitting some balls off of a tee, just getting some swings in. And me and my boys were in the outfield kind of shagging balls, right? And I tell you, when you take a few steps and you run to try to move for the ball, it's right. like everything gets shaken up, just like you said. And I don't know if that's an age thing. It's almost like the equilibrium jacks with itself a little bit. And it takes that quick second to, for, the, for the focus to reset. Whereas, you know, when we were 18, 19, 25 years old, that was not any kind of an issue because it was like it would just find itself like that. But now it's like just what you said, even without a uh, eye issue like you like you have. Right. It's that way with me, too. Yeah, it, for sure. And it's it, what, what's happening with me as well. The doctor explained it to me is I've got stitches, permanent stitches in my eye holding my lens on because uh, it's on the outside. So. With those permanent stitches, I have astigmatisms. And it, what that causes is my vision to be warped in that eye and everything's smaller in that eye. So when I try to look through both eyes, it's bizarre. Wow. You know, when I wake up in the morning, it takes me about an hour to get used to it. Wow. Looking through both eyes. Amazing. And then as I go through the day, I'm pretty used to it. And it's not so bad. By the end of the night, I say the least, wow, I can actually see pretty good. Then I got to go to bed again. <laughs> right. Start all over the next day, right? Wake up and do it all over again the next day. Yeah. And that, you know, it's, it's, it seems like such a simple thing. Like, ah, he had eye surgery. Big deal. That's not, that's not a big deal. But man, I can't believe how something so small can affect yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll get back on the men for you. You know, going back to the, the final battle, this is a Hard Rock and Eleven song LP, and I wanted to feature quickly a couple of songs off the record. The first one is a song called See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Let's take a quick listen to that, and we'll come back and chat.
That was See No Evil, Hear No Evil off the 2022 LP entitled The Final Battle. Great song, Michael. I found that all the songs on this this new release are great. I've kind of listened to the whole thing a couple of times since it came out yesterday. What inspired that particular song for you? Was there something that, that jumped out at you that inspired that particular song? Well, the first thing was the musical side of the song. The riff inspired me. I had to, wow, 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 you know, that riff. I just thought like, oh, that's kind of a little borderline creepy and kind of Sabbathy, Black Sabbathy, and I liked it. And then as I got into the song, I felt like a lyric like see no evil, hear no evil would be fitting. And then it turned into almost like poking fun at my situation and Oz's situation, you know, my eye and his ear. So it turned into a bit of a joke along the way. And I love that song. I love the groove of it. And that was the second single released. And everybody seems to like it as well. Yeah. Do you ever feel like it's uh, difficult or daunting to come up with topics for new songs, being that you guys have written so many songs over the years, not only with Striper, but Iconic and other projects that you've worked on? Is, is that a challenge for you these days to to sit and listen to an effort and say, well, dang, that sounded like this other one over here. You know, I don't think about it as a writer. Okay. When I go on a ride, I don't think like, oh, I got to make this sound different or, oh man, this one can't, that chord sounds a little similar. I just write from the heart. If I'm feeling the song, sometimes there are little similarities, but I'm not thinking about those. Gotcha. Some fans will point them out, you know, but it's not like I sit down and try to cop stuff. I just, writing songs is for me like, uh, and, and I say this, I don't want to come across egotistical, or, but it, it's just a fact. And I want you guys to know that it's almost like brushing my teeth, you know? It's like writing songs is just a part of every day for me. And it comes very easy. It's not a difficult thing for me. And once I start writing a song, within two, three, four hours, there's a complete song. Yep. And it just flows out. And, and it's a gift, I think, God's given me, and I'm very thankful for it, you know? And, and whether it's iconic, Striper, Sweet and Lynch, Solo, what have you, uh, I can go in. If you say, hey, Michael, I need an album, you know, can you start tomorrow? I'd go start tomorrow, and I'd turn in an album to you in a couple weeks. And that's just the way I work. And it, it doesn't, it's not a difficult task for me to, to write songs, you know? It's harder for me to sing songs. Okay. And play guitar solos on those songs. I got to think more about that stuff. Okay. But right, writing, I don't. Okay. Well, I, I did have a question about the vocals, but before we do that, I wanted to give the listeners another peek to a song called Rise to the Call. We'll come back and chat about that, and I'll ask you my question. Fair enough? Great.
another rocking track off the new record. I wanted to ask you, first of all, when you're writing the melodies, who comes up with those melodies more times than not? Is it you or Oz, or do you, is, there, is it a balance scale, a justice thing, or is it predominantly you? Can you speak to that about where the melodies come from, you or him? When you say the melodies, you mean on guitars? Well, just like when you're, when you're songwriting, I guess the melodies kind of, a melody has to come to your brain, right? Oh, and yeah. then you write around that maybe, but I didn't know if that was usually you or him. No, that's me. I write okay. all the melodies. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I was going to ask you also, you know, you said something about the voice earlier and it sounds like you're still hitting all the high notes, man. Is it, has, is that becoming more and more difficult? The screams or, or are you still, it's not, it's still easy for me to do it on a good day. If that makes sense. There are some days I have a real bad uh, post nasal drip. So I'm always <clears throat> clearing my throat. Okay. And the morning it was really bad. I mean, some mornings I wake up and I can hardly talk. Uh, and I got to clear my throat out. I've had that my whole life. Okay. So that really role in my vocal ability day by day. But screaming is easy for me to do. That's not a problem. What, what is more difficult is when my voice is wore out. So in other words, if we go sing a set for two hours, and then you ask me to scream an hour after the set, it might be difficult for me to scream. Gotcha. After, you know, because my voice might be tired. Gotcha. But if I get voice while it's fresh, that's easy for me to hit those high notes. No problem at all. Gotcha. Have you been thinking that you may need a little exercise in your daily routine while having a little fun doing it? I may have the solution. Hey, it's Randy Holsey here with Backstage Pass Radio. And about six months ago, I purchased an electric bike from Ecotrick and just thought about using it as a way to kind of get the blood flowing a few days a week. And to my surprise, I find myself on the bike just about every day. Not only am I getting a little exercise each day, but I'm also having a fun time seeing the neighborhood and maybe some areas that I probably would never have seen before I got the bike. Today, my family owns four of these Ecotrick bikes, and we're looking to add a few more soon. Make sure to check out the link in the description below for more details. And I wanted to ask about the name of the record, The Final Battle. You guys are not implying anything here about the future of the band with a title, are you? Can you speak to the listeners a little bit about the title, maybe where it came from, or is, is there something being implied there? Initially, no. Uh, it, initially, it was just uh, simply about the Battle of Armageddon out of the Book of Revelation. So it's talking about God's return and, and fighting the devil and casting the devil away, the, the Battle of Armageddon. If you read about that, it's pretty frightening when you read about it. But that's what the imagery was portraying. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, like, you know what? This could be our final album. That's not a tease. That's not me saying that to get people to, you know, say what? You know, it's, it's true. I mean, we're getting older. You know, we do have some health issues. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow is never promised for any one of us. But, you know, as we age and get older as a band, we don't know. We don't know if there will be another album at this stage. And we hope there will be. And we will certainly uh, try to make that so. But we'll have to take that day by day. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one step at a time, right? 
Exactly. Well, nice work on the record, as always. I have a copy of the yellow vinyl that'll be in soon, so I'm looking forward to adding that one to the collection. I think you see maybe over my shoulder there the have the the signed Michael Sweet record there that I was listening to on vinyl this morning. So looking forward to that. You had mentioned that you guys have the Kiss Cruise coming up at the end of October. Then there's a couple of dates at the Whiskey early November. Anything else you'd like to share uh, regarding Striper or other projects that you might be working on? Or is this kind of, I don't know if it's a tour or not, but you guys are, look pretty busy through the end of the year, I guess, out supporting the final battle, right? Well, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Uh, you know, we're very busy till the end of the year, but not exclusively on touring. Okay. Uh, as far as touring goes, we've got uh, the Kiss Cruise we leave for next week. And we're doing the we're doing the second week of the Kiss Cruise, and we'll be gone for I think four or five days for that. And then when we come back, we do two shows at the Whiskey on November fourth and November fifth. November fourth is sold out. November fifth is selling fast. That's why we added that show. So we're super excited about that. And then we come home. I do a uh, local Christmas show in November, day after Thanksgiving. The Spire Center in Plymouth, Mass. And then we head out to, in December to Mexico, and we're doing uh, two festivals in Mexico. And we're really excited about that because we're playing with some big bands. You know, we're playing with Megadeth and Kiss and Priest, and it's going to be really, really great. And then by that point in time, I'll come home and start work on my next album with Alessandro. And then it's going to be New Year's. New Year's Eve in 2022 will be gone and I'll start planning out uh, 2023 and, and in 2023 already, if you look at our calendar, it's like filled in. That's it's awesome. insane. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we got a lot going on, man. There's, there's no time to breathe for the next few years, at least. Well, be careful what you wish for, right? That could be the opposite end of the spectrum where you have nothing on the calendar for 2023. So. I'd rather be too busy than not busy at all. And I'm sure you'd agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been there. I mean, during the pandemic, like every other band, we were there. We weren't doing anything. But we did find ways to rise above and go into the studio and do live recordings and and all this stuff. So uh, Striper always figures it out and figures out a way around uh, any obstacle that we're faced with. And we're really blessed in that way. We're super excited about the future, man. There's a lot in store. That's great to hear. And I want to thank you for taking the time to chat today on quick notice. I literally just reached out yesterday to you and you responded right away, had the whole sweet team involved. So a special thanks to to John, uh, Shelly and Lisa for kind of helping facilitate uh, the quick turnaround there. And uh, beautiful thing about technology, you can reach out to people and You can make things happen instantaneously. It's really cool. That's awesome. And it's great chatting with you. Brother, thank you so much. It's good seeing your face again. I hope the eye continues to get well. And if a new album comes out a year or so from now, I'll be calling you back. We'll talk about that one then. Yes, sir, man. Look, thanks for reaching out and for all the support and all that you do. And I hope to see you in person soon, okay? Absolutely. I ask the listeners to follow Michael on social media and also get out to michaelsweet.com and striper.com and purchase the new record and the merch there. Also, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. 
And I reiterate that word, share, 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 share. That's the most important thing you can do to help the show. As always, you can find the show on Facebook at Backstage Pass Radio Podcast, on Instagram at Backstage Pass Radio, Twitter at Backstage Pass PC, and on the website at BackstagePassRadio.com. You guys make sure to take care of yourselves and each other and continue to support your local musicians. And I'll see you guys right back here on the next episode of Backstage Pass Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Backstage Pass Radio. Make sure to follow Randy on Facebook and Instagram at Randy Halsey Music and on Twitter at R Halsey Music. Also make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on alerts for upcoming podcasts. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to share the link with a friend and tell them Backstage Pass Radio is the best show on the web for everything music. We'll see you next time right here on Backstage Pass Radio.